Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying well. I hope you're staying safe and healthy. And today, man, I'm excited. I am excited. We get to talk about required minimum distributions because finally, finally, after years of waiting, Congress finally got off their hiney. And guess what? We are going to have a new set of required minimum distribution tables I know nothing will get you out of bed on a Saturday morning like a radio host talking about required minimum distributions. But guess what? This is exciting news. It's exciting to you. It's exciting to me and to all of my clients. And I want you to be a part of it. We want to break it down and to discuss the particulars. So before we get started, I want to remind each and every one of you, if you haven't done it already, do yourself the favor you know that education and being knowledgeable and being well-planned for retirement is the most important thing before you get to retirement. We want to be able to be as successful and we want to be able to stay retired and do all the fun things that we've always envisioned for ourselves. But to be able to do that, we have to have a plan. We have to know how retirement is going to look and what our priorities are going to be. And the Retirement Income Store is just that. It is your resource written in very basic language to help you better understand as a retiree how to retire and how to do it successfully, how to have the amount of income that you need to be able to retire, to stay retired, and to do all the things that you've imagined. So if you haven't done it yet, go to www.theretirementincomestore.com. Again, www.theretirementincomestore.com. Wealth of information, just basic verbiage, nothing technical, nothing esoteric, nothing that's going to be talking over your head, just practical, logical steps and ideas on how to get more from what you've worked so hard to save for retirement. Well, let's get into the topic. We have finally seen the required minimum distribution table change, and it's now effective January 1st, 2022. 
And here's the skinny folks. What is a required minimum distribution? Well, if you're not to that stage of life yet, listen up because required minimum distributions are something that literally every single one of us are going to have to contend with. Required minimum distributions exist because the government has given us an opportunity to be able to save money for retirement. We've put it into, say, 401ks or 403bs or even traditional IRAs or SEP IRAs or simple IRAs. All of these different types of accounts are pre-tax, and they've allowed us to be able to contribute to these accounts. They've allowed us to be able to compound and grow the money over the course of time. And during this course of growth, we have not been taxed on the money. But if we go back just a few years, back in 2019, we were under an old set of rules. And that old set of rules basically said that when you turn 70 and a half, you had to start taking these things called required minimum distributions. It's been this way for years and years. And here's the thing. If you did not do what you were supposed to do, in other words, you didn't take the required minimum distribution. You didn't take it at the right time. Maybe you didn't take the right amount. Um, Guess what? You were facing an extremely stiff penalty. That penalty was the highest in all of IRS code. It was 50% big, scary five zero. And guess what? It was something that even with all that deterrent, people still screwed up on their required minimum distributions. People would just say, well, it's not that important, or they would take it from their IRA, assuming that they could take it from their 401k later, or they could take it from one account. It would satisfy the RMD on the other accounts, and that's just simply not true. There's just all sorts of basic, simple human error when it comes to required minimum distributions. But I digress. So then here comes the SECURE Act. And the SECURE Act of December 2019 basically said, listen, if you make it to January 1st of 2019 and you have not reached the age of 70 and a half, well, guess what? Lucky you, you're going to dodge the bullet and now you're not going to be required to take these things called RMDs until you turn 72 years of age. Well, that was amazing. That was really awesome. That allowed many of my clients to be able to dodge the bullet and they didn't have to take the required minimum distribution. But guess what? There was a second part to that SECURE Act that they were hoping to pass. And then I think COVID got in the way. I think COVID and the shutdown of the economy and the waving of RMDs in 2020, it really mucked things up. And so they just kind of put it on the back burner and never really did follow through. And now, finally, in 2022, two years later, they have finally decided that, you know what, they needed to overhaul the required minimum distribution lifetime tables, and they did it. They finally did it. And guess what? The bottom line is, you're not going to have to take as much. So if you are of the age where you have to take required minimum distributions, listen up. If you are not of the age that you have to take required minimum distributions, Listen anyway. How's that? We want to be able to go through this and we want to kind of understand the pros and the cons of this. I really don't see really any negative at all from the restructuring of the lifetime table. However, we need to start out with something that I think is pretty important before we actually get into this new set of rules. We need to identify why Congress did what they did, why they're giving us a little bit of a benefit here. And the answer to the question is because people are living longer than ever before. 
They looked at life expectancy and they said, guess what? People are living longer than ever before. So we've got to do something. We've got to make certain that we're keeping this fair and equitable. This is the reason why the old set of uniform life expectancy tables that the IRS used to use used to go out to age 115. That's 115. Guess what the new table goes to? 120, age 120. And you're thinking, this is nuts, man. This is wild. Who is ever thinking that I'm going to live to 120? Well, guess what? The IRS is very statistical. And what they're counting on is that people are going to continue to live longer and longer. You've seen it. You open up the newspaper. You look at the obits. You listen on the radio. You hear the obits. It seems like more and more we're hearing about people living to 104 and 105, 107. It's happening, and it's happening more and more frequently. Maybe we haven't increased the quality of life, but we have definitely increased the quantity of life. So let's get into this. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's talk about this. So the first thing is, is that we know that the lifetime table, they call it the uniform life table for calculating required minimum distributions. Number one, if you go to find it online, it can be a little bit sticky, a little bit difficult to find, but you will find it guaranteed. And the age of 72 is where I'm going to start. So the age of 72 under the old lifetime tables basically said if you were 72 years of age, they expected you to live an additional 25.6 more years. Now, this new uniform table is showing, oh my goodness, they expect you to live 27.4 more years. Now, what does that mean to you? It means that they're anticipating that you're going to live longer at the age of 72 now than you did even last year. And this is not by magic. This is just simply by looking at the statistical probability of you living, whether you're male or female. The uniform table doesn't take into account gender. So it's very gender specific. Now, what this meant to us is that if we were 72 years of age and we had to come to take this required minimum distribution under the old set of rules, that we were going to have to take and take the total balance of our IRA, let's say, And we would divide it by that 25.6 and that would give us the amount of required minimum distribution that we had to take for the year. Well, many of my clients tried doing the math on their own and they couldn't figure out what that was really costing them. They they couldn't figure out what what percentage they were having to take out of their out of their investment accounts. Well, I'll do the math for you at the age of 72 under 25.6 years. That was going to amount to 3.91%. So if you had $100,000, guess what? You were going to have to take out $3,910 worth of required minimum distribution to satisfy that required minimum distribution for the year. Well, fast forward to January 1st of 2022, and now we are sitting in a new set of tables. Now we have a new set of factors. Now they're saying, okay, you're going to live 27.4 more years. Guess what? That reduces the amount that we're going to have to take out. If we live longer, we have to take less. So the good news is instead of having to take out 3.91%, now we're going to be in a position where we only have to take out 3.65%. Now, that may not seem like much to you, but folks, listen to me. That is a godsend. That is a blessing. That is a reduction 
of about 6.65% based upon my math of required minimum distributions. This is tremendous. This is a windfall. I don't get excited about much that the politicians and that the IRS and Congress decide to discuss and pass, but I am definitely excited about this one, and I give them kudos. They finally pulled it out. They finally got it done, and now we're going to be allowed to take less from our retirement savings, which is going to help us in our retirement savings endeavors. It's going to allow us to do a lot of cool things that we're going to talk about in the next half of our program. So what does it look like, say, if we're 75? Well, if we were 75, under the old rules, they would say that we would live 22.9 years. We would have to take, oops, looks, we have surpassed 4% now. At the age of 75, we would have to take out 4.37%. Well, now under the new rules at the age of 75, we're going to live 24.6 more years, and we're only going to have to take out 4.07%. This is a fantastic. This is amazing to me. And when we look at the reduction there, that is a reduction in required minimum distribution by 6.86%. Now, we see that these uniform tables, they kind of go up, 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 and then all of a sudden we see that the savings or the reduction in RMD starts to dwindle. And what I'm seeing based upon my charts is at age 83, that's where the benefit of these required minimum distribution changes, these laws that have changed on us. This is where I see that they kind of hit the peak. They hit the peak at the age of 83. At the age of 83, there is about 7.98% reduction in required minimum distribution under the new laws as compared to the old laws. So this is going to, from age 83, now moving out as we age, the amount of savings that we're getting under the new law starts to diminish. It starts to go back down. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Now sit tight. There is so much to talk about this, and I want you to be along for the ride. So sit tight. We will be right back. You're listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. You receive advice from your financial advisor. You have your tax prepared by your accountant or CPA, and you have your will and estate plan done by the attorney. When was the last time these three key consultants got together to discuss your overall financial game plan? You know, you took all the right steps, yet the trap has been set. You're basically working with the three blind mice. Three Blind Mice from Scott McLean. Now available at threeblindmicebook.com. Or for a free copy, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Powered by the Retirement Income Store. 
And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. Well, if you're just joining us, I'm pretty jazzed up today because we're talking about the new set of RMD rules. How exciting, huh? This is the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. You want to hear about RMDs, don't you? Probably not, but hey, this is going to have a very positive effect on your retirement. It's some good news, and we want good news. Goodness gracious, we are surrounded by negative news. This is going to be awesome news. So the required minimum distribution, if you're just joining us, if it's something that you're not really familiar with, listen up, because it is something that all of us have to abide by. And this is something that if we've saved money, if you're like the normal person, you've saved probably a majority of your retirement savings in pre-tax money. This means that you followed all the rules, right? You put money into the 403B, the 401K, the IRA, whatever you had available to you through your employer, by yourself, or whatever your advisor helped encourage you to start for yourself, and you've put money aside. And most of the accounts that we have to invest in today are pre-tax. This means that they have somehow conditioned us to believe That if we would just save during our working years, we would be able to not pay any taxes on this money while we were in a high income earning bracket. And then when we retired and our income was now gone and we turned on our Social Security, we'd be in a lower bracket. We'd be able to pull out these dollars. And guess what? We wouldn't have to pay as much. Sounds like a good philosophy. In retrospective, really doesn't work all that great, but it's it does work for some people. Now, long story short, if you make it to a particular golden age, that used to be 70 and a half, then it changed to 72. Well, guess what? You have to begin taking money out of these pre-tax accounts, whether you want to or not. Do it the right way and they stay off your back. Do it the wrong way and you're going to be getting a letter from the IRS with a really nice 50% penalty, something that you want to avoid at all costs. But guess what? The IRS finally decided that they were going to update what is called the new uniform table for life expectancy. And this is the table that all of us as financial advisors and fiduciaries and such, we will use to determine and to calculate our clients' required minimum distribution. We've discussed how the IRS and Congress have finally agreed to the fact that we are living longer than ever before. I've been discussing this for years I really encourage my clients to understand that life expectancy is a risk multiplier. Longevity is a risk multiplier. The longer we live, and yes, we are living longer, and this is proof. They are in a position. We are in a position. You are in a position where the longer you live, the longer your money has to survive you. The number one fear is no longer that of dying. The number one fear is running out of money right? And so we're in a position today where we've got to be able to try to figure out creative and logical and sustainable ways to make our money last. But one of the things that kept getting in the way was this required minimum distribution. Why? Because the government said, hey, you got to take money out of your retirement. And we say, no, we don't want to. But they say, yes, you do. You have to take the RMD. You have to take it out. Otherwise, we're going to tax you to death with a penalty. Well, they finally decided to reduce this because we were living longer. And as a result, now we get to have all sorts of really cool benefits. 
These are things that you need to take stock of. You need to know about these things and realize that this is a perfect opportunity for you to be able to look at your retirement program and determine, does this buy you some time? Does this give you an opportunity or maybe three to do certain things with your money? So what are some of the basic benefits that I see as a result of this required minimum distribution going down? We've already talked about at the age of 72, at the age of 72, the new RMD factor is 6.65% less than it was for the old set of rules, right? Well, what are we going to see as a result of these reduction in required minimum distributions? The number one, the number one logical conclusion here is that this is going to allow us to ease some of the burden on our investment accounts. We know that if we have to take this money and if we don't, we pay this huge penalty, we know it's something we're going to abide by. We know we're going to be doing it. We're going to be taking these withdrawals. Well, if I don't have to take as much from my retirement account, that means that my retirement account in theory should last longer. So I believe that this is a good benefit because it's going to help at least a little bit in helping those investment dollars last longer. The second thing is that it's going to reduce your tax liability. Who would have ever thunk, right? In 2021, we were talking a lot about rising taxes, and I believe that it's still going to likely occur. But if it doesn't, and it may, we're going to be in a position where, think about it, if we don't have to take as many dollars from our pre-tax accounts, we're not going to be taxed as much. So it's going to help reduce our tax liability. Number three, it's going to help mitigate some taxes on your Social Security. Remember, Social Security, if you're taking it, is a taxable dollar. And I know that that doesn't seem fair because you're thinking, well, I paid a tax into Social Security. I should be able to take that Social Security dollar back out and not be taxed on it. But that's not the way that it works. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up to the fact that your Social Security is taxable to you. It is only in very low income tax brackets that you're able to draw Social Security and not have any taxation on your Social Security income. So I believe that having less required minimum distribution is going to help in some cases mitigate the amount of taxes that we have to pay on our Social Security. Number four, it's going to allow you a huge benefit if you take advantage of it for more Roth conversions. Roth conversions are something that I preach about all the time. And man, I preach it because I believe in it. It hasn't made sense in the past, but I believe it makes sense now. And I believe it's going to make even more sense now, now that we've got these new lower required minimum distribution tables. What this allows us to do is remember, if you're in a age where you have to take these required minimum distributions, the IRS is forcing you to take your required minimum distribution before you could do a Roth conversion. You can't take the Roth conversion and use that counting towards this RMD that you have to take. That's a no-go. That's a big boo-boo if you've been doing that. So what you need to do is you need to realize now that you're going to be under this new set of rules, you got the new table, the new new lower factors, now you're going to be in a position where you're going to be able to take a smaller amount of RMD which frees you up to take more and convert more of your money from pre-tax IRA to those Roth accounts that you have. This is amazing. This is awesome. This is great. Number five, I believe that this is going to also be helping surviving spouses as far as taxes and 
the amount that they have to live on and how many how many resources they have left. You know, the required minimum distribution. I cannot tell you the number of surviving spouses that have come to me and said, I don't know what to do. I'm having to take these RMDs out. It just feels like it's cannibalizing all of my retirement savings. And of course, they might not have been invested properly to begin with. But now this RMD is just adding insult upon injury. I believe that this is really going to go towards helping people keep their dollars surviving and lasting longer as a result of this. So I doubt anyone's listening to my radio show from Congress or the IRS, but two big thumbs up on this. I think that this was something that was long overdue, something that is finally coming to show us all that we're living longer than ever before. So does this have any impact on the other table that discusses a person who is required to take minimum distribution but has a spouse who is more than 10 years younger? No, it does not. I have not seen anything that indicates that that table is changing. It very well might. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it, but you're just going to have to keep your ear to the rail on that one. So in the few minutes that I've got left here, what are some priorities that we really need to to do? I think number one, we need to use this as an opportunity to really not back off from the gas pedal and go, okay, now I can just kind of put the cruise on and I'm going to be good to go. I think, if anything, this shows us that we've got a real opportunity here to be able to reassess the amount of income production that you are getting from your investments. I cannot emphasize enough why investing for income is important, because when you have these things called required minimum distributions, you do not want to be taking the RMD simply based upon your level of growth or appreciation. Let me repeat that. You do not want to be taking your required minimum distributions based upon growth or appreciation. Why is that? Because if you're sitting, say, in a portfolio of stocks or a portfolio of mutual funds or index funds, you're in a position where your advisor may have told you, oh, don't worry about it. We're just going to take the required minimum distribution out of your account. We're just going to be using appreciation. Well, that sounds beautiful. Sounds like a real plan. But guess what? It always, always, always has a downside. And the downside is this. You may not get the appreciation that you will need in order to satisfy the RMD. In other words, your advisor is hoping you'll get 10% appreciation and you'll be able to satisfy this say four or five or six or 7% required minimum distribution that you have to take. Well, guess what? You may not actually have that kind of appreciation and growth going on in your portfolio to be able to cover that RMD. And so what happens in those years? In those years that your positions are down and you have not realized growth, you have realized attrition, you have realized loss, you have realized shrinkage, you are in a position where you are now simply cannibalizing your principal. And that is a very, very dirty game. That's something that you ought not to be doing. So this is giving us an opportunity to get fired back up about required minimum distributions and realize that our priority in retirement is to preserve our principal. It's to protect our principal. And number two, it is designed to help us create income with what we have saved for retirement. This is our obligation. This is our responsibility. We have saved this principle and that principle needs to be earning you 
interest and dividends. Now you're going to be in an opportunity where you're going to have to take less of an RMD. That's awesome. Let's use this as an opportunity to reassess really, just really how much income through interest and dividends is our retirement savings making us. Number two, and this is huge. I think it's a major opportunity that we ought not to squander to do Roth conversions. If you haven't had the opportunity to meet with your CPA or your tax accountant, I encourage you. Now is the time. I'm going to be harping on this until the middle of April because I want my clients to go to their CPAs. I want them to go to their their financial advisors. I want them to go to their tax accountants. I want them to have an assessment to figure out if they really do have an opportunity with these lower RMDs to now be able to do more of a Roth conversion. Roth conversions are not right for everyone, but they definitely could be right for you and help you reduce even more your future liabilities of required minimum distributions down the road as you age. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management.com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. Well, that's it. That's a wrap for today. I'm Matthew Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson.